This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. All right, this is a special edition of Podcast for Columbus, recording live on Saturday, May 4th, 2019, after a rousing victory against D.C. Just kidding. After a horrible game against D.C. United, live from the Crew Cave in Southwest Columbus, I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Toddrick233, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. was not a great day for Columbus sports. Not at all. And so this may be the shortest podcast ever. Ironically, we do have a few things to talk about, but not much of it <laughs> relates to soccer. So let's uh, go ahead and just jump right into this thing. Kick off. Yeah, so anyway, so this is a segment where we review the most recent match, and in this case... Just, just ended 10 minutes yeah, ago. 10 minutes ago, and then now we've got Cincinnati on the TV, so the only thing that can make this night better... Uh, yeah, better... That's fair, is if Cincinnati loses, so that means they're probably going to win tonight. So, Anyway, uh, we'll talk about the lovely Columbus crew, and might as well start with the starting lineup. I mean, we did have a starting lineup. I'm not sure if any of them played, but uh, but there were people out there on the field. So, Pedro Santos played. Oh, did he? He's the best player on the team. Actually, he scored a goal this game, didn't he? Well, that's what some think, but if your name's Ted Oak, well... Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, we blame front of the show Evan, uh, Rich Uncle Skeleton, because he talked to the VAR on the plane, and it's his fault. So Probably should have poisoned him. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Hold on. Let's not go that far. I want to keep my license. So uh, we had Zardas up top. I, I, mean, I think Zardas played in the game. I'm not quite sure. Robinho, he took an awesome corner. Iguain and Santos, all of your attackers, supposedly. Uh, we had Trap and Artur in the midfield. Um, Trap was your skipper. In the back, Francis, Williams, Menson, Jimenez. I continue to be bewildered how Caleb can possibly think Williams is better or equal to Saro. I'm very bewildered by that, but whatever. And then in the back, in goal, we had Mr. Zach Steffen, who tonight on his face, you could just see, I cannot wait to get out of here and get to City. So. I think we've seen that for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, I hadn't really actually thought about it till tonight when they zoomed in on him. And I'm like, hmm... So that's the Columbus Crew lineup, and then we had, for uh, DC United starting lineup, we had Jara and Areola up top. Brilliant. I'm sorry, I'm not saying brilliant. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they have this all backwards. We have Acosta, Rooney, and Areola up front, Moreno, Canus um, in the holding mid, and then it looks like they had kind of a back five type thing with Rodriguez, Birnbaum, Pines, Brilliant, and Jara, and then Hamid in goal, and also they had Ted Uncle and the VAR and pro referees and uh, Don Garver on their team. So they fielded about 15 players. And not to be, I, I don't want to be one of those tinfoil hat people that says, oh, they're out to screw Columbus. It's just, it's getting really, really, really bad how terrible the officiating really is. Um, so anyways, we'll get to that. But let's see, were there goals in this game? Yes, there was. In the 22nd min- minute, Santos scored a brilliant goal. It was very, very beautiful. We celebrated for a full two minutes before uh, the AR and pro referees decided to get involved. And then they showed the replay over and over. Everybody's confused. Where's the foul? Maybe the Zardas thing is a foul. But hey, that's not an attacking phase of play. Then maybe Trap knocked somebody over. But what I think it was, was the referee was embarrassed that he held up the play 
Um, and so he decided to call a foul on Trap, even though there is no foul there. And even if there was a foul, it's not the attacking phase of play. Trap did not touch the ball. He did not touch the attacker. He, he did didn't not touch, touch anybody yeah. except for Ted Uncle, who was standing right in the freaking way. Yeah, he's standing in the way. And But even if, even if that was a foul... We didn't immediately take possession and score. So in my opinion, that was not the attacking phase of play, and therefore that goal should not have been disallowed. So anywho, but that was what changed the game, the course of the game. Yeah, honestly, up until that point, I felt like we were playing fine, and then that was just a kick in the balls. Everybody just pretty much lost their mental stability for the rest of the game, I guess. Yeah, so this isn't a hockey podcast, but uh, the Blue Jackets were down, was it down 3 nothing? Uh, I think so, yeah. And it might have been 2 nothing, but they had scored a goal that the ref called correctly, and then they ended up tying at 3-3. They ended up losing at the end, but that just proves how momentum in sports, like if the call had gone the correct way, the momentum wouldn't have shifted. And VAR, we're not done with VAR for the night, because after that, that shortly after, maybe a minute or two later, Luciano scores a goal in the 26th minute, and guess what? Luciano is offside when the ball is passed to him. Shocker. And then they go to v- VAR and say, oh, there's not conclusive proof to overturn the call. Okay. Yeah, so the first two goals were determined by Ted Uncle's opinion of what is right and wrong about soccer. <laughs> right, and it should be clear and obvious. So here's what I have to say about both of those calls. Yeah, I know, I know. I need to get more sound effects. I haven't had time, but I plan on it. Um, and then guess what? Towards the end of the half, there's another VAR play. Um, The ball, literally, this is the definition of ball to hand. The ball deflects off of Trap as Trap is moving his body out of the way with his hand by his side. This is why I hate the handball rule, because it's so subjective. So they should never, never, never be overturned on VAR because it's supposed to be quote-unquote clear and obvious. So the thing that gets me about this play is the ball hits, I'm going to say in the back, hits Trap in the back. Wayne Rooney immediately has aneurysm and runs, rushes to the referee, which is supposed to be a yellow card, and the ball landed at Rooney's feet. If he had just kicked the ball, he could have scored there. But no, he had to run, get his call, referee looks at his little video, and lo and behold, penalty, handball. And Big he, shocker. He went and got up in Ted Uncle's face. As I'm saying, he the rushed The same him. exact way that Iguain did, and Iguain got a card. <laughs> Wayne Rooney did not, because obviously he's untouchable. Yeah, Wayne Rooney. I was kind of hoping um, that somebody would go um, studs up into Rooney's ankle towards the end of the game, but that didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, JK, um, I want to keep my license. So, I'm not kidding. I wanted that to happen. <laughs> thank you. So so anyway, so we're up 2-1 at the end of the first half. I'm sorry, 2-1. Uh, Who am I kidding? Our goal got disallowed. We were down 2 nothing at the half. Um, I did like there's some fire from Caleb Porter. If I had time, I would put the audio together. Um, but Caleb Porter basically said that um, nobody's giving us any respect. We've, we have to go out there and fight it. This wasn't good. Um, which if that was Greg, he would have been like, well, you get some calls, you lose some calls. I'm proud of the guys. They're playing hard. Well, I want to see, unfortunately, FCC's on TV now, so we can't see the post-game uh, interview. But I'm really, really, really hoping that there's some sort of Petkey-esque screaming going on and that we Caleb gets a fine because it's worth it. Yeah, I'll 
I'll pitch in a couple. couple <laughs> you can start a Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm sure Whatever. he makes about ten times what I make, but that's all right. I don't know. You? I just wanted to see Caleb run out into the field and oh, me too. Superman punch Ted Uncle in the face. Oh, yeah, maybe a studs-up challenge. He'd put on cleats just for that. I don't know, something. <laughs> and then in the 61st minute, Ariola scores a legit goal. It's actually, honestly, a pretty good goal. Um, uh, moving on, because uh, there's no controversy there. And then, well, let's talk about the substitutions first, because they happen first. In the 65th, um, Hansen came on for Pipa. JJ came on for Zardes. I was pretty happy how early um, the the subs were made. Um, double sub, kind of the way I play FIFA, is kind of expecting a triple sub. Um, but those are the first subs. Um, I'm not sure how much impact they made immediately. But then in the 75th minute, Argudo came on the field. And immediately thereafter, Hamid scores an own goal. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> Isn't that a clue that Argudo should be starting the game? Oh, and by the way, Robinho was taking the corner, not Pipa. So well, Pipa was subbed out. But I'm just saying, isn't this isn't this a sign that somebody else should be taking corners? I don't know. I just want to score a goal from a crew player, <laughs> not an own goal. <laughs> so at the beginning of the game, I actually said I would be happy with us scoring a goal. And because you said you wanted to win, I said, well, if we score a goal, I'll at least be happy because I didn't expect to win. But we didn't score a goal. We did score a goal. It got called off. And then we didn't score a goal because it was our own goal. So what a disaster of a game. There's nothing, absolutely nothing happy about this game. Honestly, I wish it would have just been a shutout because an own goal and a loss, (laughs) a a bad loss like that, it's just like, I don't know. It's nothing good except for an extra sting because we could have scored that goal, but we didn't. Yeah, an absolute, an absolute stinker. Um, I know that we I've sit here and railed on the refs, um, which is not very typical for me. I do comment on the goal on bad decisions and stuff, but honestly, a lot's on the players. I mean, if you can't rally after a bad call, I mean, that's kind of sad. But I still think it sucks that the momentum was shifting our way, um, and then it just died from there. Yeah, the the players underperformed again, which is nothing new. Um, it's the fifth week in a row that we've, or the fifth game in a row that we've lost now. First time since the 2000, 2001 season, I believe. Um, so the things are not good. But that we lost five in a row first time since then? Yeah. So it's been it's a uh, long time ago. That's before my 18 time. 18 years um, since the last time that this happened. So. Hey, it's older than you. <laughs> yeah. Our crap record is now legally allowed to drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well,. That's depressing. Um, but no, I thought the first 20 minutes before the kerfuffle, I actually thought, like, wow, we might actually pull something out of this game, and then we just, typical crew, we just totally collapsed. Yeah, I mean, they were playing, I don't know, they weren't playing good, but they were playing, I guess, better than they have been the past couple games up until then, but still, it's nothing that's competitive to, to win anything in this league. No, and I don't know what's with all my teams just crapping out today. Dortmund tied 2-2 when they're up 2-0. Um, definitely lost the league at this point. I mean, Bayern would have to lose tomorrow to, to even math- mathematically be allowed. I think if they draw, I think they, they're in because their goal differential is higher. Southampton lost 3-0 to West Ham. Just no, None of my teams could care less. Come Barcelona on. lost today 2-0. Oh, did Barcelona lose? I didn't even know. But they played pretty much – it wasn't even a B team. It was like a C team. <laughs> they pretty much played – all of the young guys from Barca B. So like, who did they play? Honestly, like nobody that. But I mean, who like what was the opposition? Oh, uh, they're playing against Celta Vigo. Okay. Um, they were they a cool crest. Yeah, they were in relegation 
area, but I think with this win, they jumped away from that. So I guess. To be honest, I don't blame them for doing that though, because I think at this, they already won the league, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so they're I, going for Champions League. Yeah, nothing against that move at all. That's fine. Get the young guys experience. Um, but man, we're <laughs> on five today. Well, I guess I got a draw out of the Dortmund game, which is a <laughs> loss because they're up to nothing. But yeah. good grief. Yeah, it's maybe kind of want to quit soccer. Very depressing soccer weekend. <laughs> maybe Liverpool will lose the next game they play, and we can celebrate <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, so, you know, we talked about the game. We might as well. It's almost fours across the board, but just to keep consistency, we might as well rank our starting 11. Starting 11. So let's go this, through this quickly. Um, who was the best player on the field tonight? Pedro Santos, by far. By far. Hashtag never doubted. Always uh, loved him, always will. Always. So he, never doubted. he's going to get an eight. He scored a goal. It's kind of like that goal Finley scored against um, uh, Guatemala. Ruined him. That that conca calf ruined him for the rest of his life. He's not been the same since. I blame the AR. So anyway, um, so he gets maybe, eight from me. Maybe if they had VAR back then, <laughs> no, then they would have taken away a goal probably, like two goals, and like oh we're taking one off. All right, so you want to give him a score? I'll give him an eight. <laughs> yeah, I'd just give him a seven. I guess I I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we got to go through this exercise just for the sake of uh, consistency. Uh, Zardes four. What are you doing? Uh, he had the ball a couple of times. Donkey touches. Just take a shot. Do a one timer. Take after your Columbus Blue Jackets. Don't stand there and touch the ball 16 <laughs> times before you hit it over the goal bar. I was sick of that this game. Yeah, he underperformed again. This is like I don't know what week in a row, but. I'm disappointed with what we've seen. I'm giving him a four as well. All right, Robinho, he had that nice assist on that own goal. So uh, from that <laughs> corner, he's getting a five from me. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd give him a five below average. Pipa Iguain, four. <laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Uh, five. I He had a couple good passes, I guess. <laughs> I'm like very <laughs> rare form right now. I'm just pissed. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. I kind of like it. So, uh, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll be the first one, first one out, so that we can help cultivate the rage of the crew fans. Uh, Trap four. <laughs> yeah, four. Artur four. Uh, give him a five, I guess. He was a little bit better nice. than Trap. <laughs> nice. So I'm going. Uh, Waylon Francis. He gets a five. <laughs> I'll give him a four. No, I'll change that. I gave him a five. He wasn't four quality. So J- Josh Williams um, deserves a four, but he wears the number three, so I'm giving him a three. Like, I still don't understand how on earth Caleb thinks that he's better than Sorrow. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't think that he was good at all in this game. Um, and then just going back to that decision-making, Caleb said before the season started that he wanted a set center-back pair. However, we keep changing that week after week. So I don't know what's happening there. We do have a center back pair that we should be sticking to, which is Gaston Saro and Jonathan Mensa, our two best center backs on the roster. But for some reason, Josh Williams finds his way in there. Uh, last game, Lala Sabubakar found his way in there, which is fine because Jonathan Mensa needed rest. But still, why wouldn't you play Josh Williams with Saro? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it was odd because... <laughs> Because I, I, we talked about that during the game. I remember the frustrating thing about Greg was he constantly that that year before that he first started 2014. I remember we were saying there was not one single time that the back four was the same the entire season, even through the playoffs. Yeah, I think was the stat. And so I was pretty excited. Oh, San Jose, you love to see it. You love to oh, see it. Oh, come on, San Jose. <laughs> 
Make my night better, San Jose. Oh, yeah. This is definitely Beautiful not going to come stuff. back to bite us. Yeah, no. <laughs> when FCC lifts, when they lift the cup at the end of the season, it's definitely going to come back to haunt us. Um, don't make a drop of that, please. Um, so, anywho, uh, yeah, I would like to see Mensa and Saro start all the time. Unless there is an injury or knock issue or something like that, then I can understand the rest. Which but, there is not. Yeah, so I say keep them going. And like, <laughs> oh, go ahead. It, like, changing it up every week, I feel like you just lose that bond that right. the center backs that make need. during the game. What, yeah, what you need. That is the one position you need absolute connection. But anyway, I'm giving Josh Williams a four going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a three, so you're more generous than I am. Uh, Jimenez, I don't know what his deal is. He gets a four for me, too. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I watched him like just run up and make pat crosses to nobody. Like It was just very 2016-esque. Yeah, I'll give him a five. I don't think it was like I don't think it was his worst game. wasn't good either. <laughs> <laughs> and our buddy Mensa, um, yeah, he gets a five from me. Um, he wasn't the worst of the center back pairing, and I don't remember any goals being his fault. There's, but still, yeah, three I'll, goals conceded. I'll give him a six, I guess. He was just average for himself, personal, or for his role. I think the other defenders let him down and midfielders, but whatever. And Zach Seffen, I only remember one really awesome save, and that was towards, I think, the end of the second half. He saved a great Rooney shot, which, um, other than that, the goals weren't really, I didn't feel like any of them were really on him. I mean, how can you how can you fight VAR? Um, so I'm going to give him a 7. It's probably generous for the 3-1 loss, but um, I still hold nothing against the guy and wish him all the best. I'm going to give him a... Hmm. Five and a half. Um, Fair enough. I don't think he was great. I think he looked uninterested after the whole VR debacle, whatever. Um, send him to Manchester already. Start Bendik. He's not staying around anyway, so whatever. All right, let's I'll get just like, sip on my whiskey and get Joe call Hart. it a night. <laughs> get Joe Hart out of here. Or out here. <laughs> All righty. Well, there are a few things to talk about regarding potential transfers. Hydration break. Crew in the news. And not to be completely honest, I literally have no idea who uh, David Guzman is. So um, if there's anything worth talking about, I'll let you know. But that's the only rumor that we've seen so far is that he's coming in from Portland. That likely means that he would take Trap's spot. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Trap can move on and uh, get his Europe stuff going on so I don't know anything about the guy like I said last year I just totally ignored the league so I'm not really sure and I'm actually getting close to ignoring it this year too but I'm not there yet <laughs> yeah but um, the new guy or the new rumor um, it's uh, David Guzman he's with Portland and he also plays Costa Rica national team before he before he came to Portland he was with Saprissa and Costa Rica so um, hey Saprissa they came and played a friendly against us last year in July didn't they they did which nice. we had like a three-hour rain delay or something. Yeah, but <laughs> at least. And then like two 30-minute halves or something. Yeah, but um, Guzman, he came to MLS uh, with Portland in 2017. So Caleb knows the guy. He brought him in. Um, so hopefully he can give us a little boost in midfield and kind of even things out and get some good passes going forward. Um, he does play with Costa Rica national team, so that's good. Uh, maybe his buddies with Waylon Francis. They can link yeah. up something. I don't know. 
I maybe he and Artur can get on the same page too. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just hope it's something better than what we're seeing. Yeah, maybe he can add some attack to it. And what th- the the report that came out, we're trading an international roster spot for him. So, I mean, I think that's a good deal. <laughs> if we're not going to use the roster spot this year anyway, might as well get a boost in our roster where we need help. That's true. I do remember another trade that we made, and I think, I don't remember the exact details, but I think it was 250,000 GAM for 300,000 TAM, I believe it was a trade that was announced this week. Yeah, we gave away 300,000 and got 225 or 50,000, whatever. I don't know. It's Garbo Monopoly money. Just use regular money. I I don't know why we have to use this pretend rules, but... Maybe we'll get that to the end of the podcast. That's a tease, which we're about five minutes away from the end, so <laughs> stick around. Um, just a couple quick updates on our p- crew players playing on USL teams. Um, Crognail started... Oh, I'm sorry. I need to be real. Cronali uh, And this is started, a real soccer podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, they, he started in, in a back three against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, Barrett, who was one of his defenders, got sent off. One of his. One of Indy 11's defenders got sent off in the 20th minute. On two yellows. How do you get two yellow cards in 20 minutes? But anywho. USL. Um, <laughs> it's bad soccer. <laughs> they still got the shutout 0-0, zero, zero, um, which granted, they made defensive subs. But hey, you know, I'll give Cronali credit for that. And tonight, they played North Carolina. So Spees and Cronali played each other. And that was also a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Their next game is U.S. Open Cup game on the 14th. And then Birmingham Legion. They got ext- murdered 5 nothing by Red Bull 2 on Wednesday, Wednesday with Opoku subbing on in the 65th. And then today they played Memphis 901, which I don't know what that 901 means. I don't know if that's the area code I think code it's the area code, yeah. Interesting. So uh, Opoku actually started, and they ended up tying 2-2. Two, two. Did he score? No. Did he assist? Not that I noticed. Yikes. So... That's about it and the crew updates. Oh, uh, also uh, Abubakar Keda. He's back from injury. He's with Richmond. Yeah, uh, Richmond Kickers, but I couldn't find their schedule. Like, So I don't know if they're like, he did playing play, the season. Yeah, he did play today, but I don't know what the result was oh, or okay. anything. I just saw that he was playing today. So that's good that he's back from his injury. Hopefully he can yeah. keep playing there, get some experience, and bring that to Columbus someday. Have you heard anything from um, Awful? Like, I mean, not from him personally, but, like, any news about whether uh, he's coming back anytime soon? Because I feel like we're at that four-week mark. Yeah, the only thing I saw earlier this week is that he's progressing as expected, so everything's going well with his recuperation. Um, still no date as to when he's going to be back, but he's doing well, uh, getting better, so... Well, that's, that's good, because uh, I don't think Dr. Pete was able to work on him anymore, you know, conflict of interest type right. stuff, but... But yeah, anyway, so that's a little bit of news. Um, now we'll move on to questions. Listener questions at halftime. And we don't have any because <laughs> I was actually going like, to did tweet. We even have any I was going to tweet before the game, and then I was going to tweet from the account since we we're actually watching the game. And I'm like, this is just too depressing. And I know 99% of the questions would have been about VAR, uh, which we already answered. My phone just buzzed. We got a question from at Coda Stewart. Um, yes, it Coda. says, why is Ted Uncle still a pro referee? That is a great question. Let me get Peter Walton on the phone. Oh, wait. Let me get Webb on the phone. Oh, wait. There's somebody else in charge now. So there's so much <laughs> turnover on who's in charge. I don't even know who's in charge anymore. So What a great organization. <laughs> Maybe Martin Atkinson will be in charge next year. So, yeah, he's terrible. But uh, So use that hashtag, ask 
P4C or at Podcast4CBus or Todrick33 or Coda Stewart. Um, we did have that question from Nicholas Johnson at NAGWSD25212. Must be a default name there. Definitely um, not a robot. <laughs> he's got a picture. And then um, he had his question was about U.S. Open Cup dates, which I did look up for you. The first round is the 7th and the 8th, so Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, that's usually your amateur team. I think the amateur team's already played, so that's like usually your like... I think they're starting to play now. Yeah. So like U.S. or uh, not U.S., uh, MLS, they don't start till... No, correct. So USL will join the second round, which is the 14th, 15th, and then I believe is the draw for the MLS teams to join, which at the beginning of the season, I was super excited for the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, I was now too. I'm kind of like, oh great, here's more games to uh, lose. So I hope, actually, you know, if would you view the season as a success if we won U.S. Open Cup? Yeah, if we win, and then we lost every the rest of the games the rest of the season. I would honestly lose every single league game that there is for the rest of the year if we can win U.S. Open Cup. I'm down Let's with that. Let's just get some kind of silverware because U.S. Open Cup is just as important as MLS, even though a lot of people don't view it that way. Same cash prize, same ticket to Concacaf Champions League. Go for it. That's right. So the last, um, the last two, three weeks, maybe month for me has been so busy with the class that I teach, and I have to grade exams and all that. But I am excited that once I'm post exam, I'm very excited. You can actually watch the U.S. Open Cup games on ESPN Plus, which that's only five dollars, and you can watch a lot of USL games. Yeah, honestly, it's a great deal. Um, we're yeah, not gonna get paid for this. What am I doing? We're not, yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna sponsor them anymore because they're not giving us money. But anyway, US... use special promo code <laughs> podcast for Columbus. But yeah, honestly, it's a great deal if you want to watch some good soccer. Um, all MLS, USL, Open Cup, uh, Serie A. If you like, I think championship too. Racist fans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I think championship uh, in uh, second tier English football. I think is on there as well. So. Yeah, I watched. Sunderland game then I've been watching Leeds to see if they can get promoted and for Richard Skeleton, he can watch his rugby's <laughs> right so that's they, pretty cool and too. they have cricket cricket like <laughs> yeah well that sounds fun I mean is it just like that all day long just pictures of cricket it's like chirping yeah that's exactly what it is that's pretty good it's about use. as interesting as the sport of cricket <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, it's about as interesting as e, the game we watched gosh this is a great podcast <laughs> yes we have gone off the rails for the first time since our existence. But that's all right. We're getting very, very close to the end. Final whistle. All right. This is a segment where we discuss the upcoming matches. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to this. But we have two <laughs> away games coming up. We have one at Wednesday against two home game. LA Latins. Yeah, both home games. Um, <laughs> uh, I might have to revoke my my fan card because I'm probably not coming Wednesday because I have to do work. So I'll probably watch it on TV while I grade exams. And then on Saturday, I haven't decided if I can sell my ticket, I'd rather not go. <laughs> so what does that, what does that tell you about how I feel about this season? So maybe when the, you know, when the weather's nicer, but anywho, um, I think that's called a fair weather fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, Wednesday I have an excuse. Saturday I have no excuse unless my family comes to town. So Honestly, Sat- I, I will be there Saturday if my family does Saturday, come. if you want to see the best team in MLS yeah. right now, come out to see LAFC destroy Columbus yeah. because that's exactly what's going to happen. It will be exciting. So let's get some fun, fun score predictions out there then um, because that was our hard-hitting analysis on the LA Galaxies and the LAFCs. Um, so... <laughs> I'm I'm looking at what I wrote down. Um, so my prediction for Wednesday is a 1-1 draw. 
Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that down, but um, the fact that we can score, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Sunshine Brigade going just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. One one draw. My sunshine is deeply hidden behind clouds. I'm solar eclipsing right now, so there is no sunshine in my foreseeable future. Uh, Wednesday against LA Galaxy when uh, Guillermo Barscolotto comes back to visit Columbus as the second best clear second best player in club history the second best yeah. wow that's, that's blasphemy <laughs> anyway uh crew's gonna lose i'm gonna say three to uh, zero. Ooh. who starts in goal matt lampson or the other guy uh the other guy i don't even remember what his name is right now me neither maybe matt lampson comes out and scores an own goal for us or something like how did today <laughs> maybe he can score a couple for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> Or let uh, Pipa on his awful corner kick score an Olympico like uh, uh, Thierry Henry did to him. <laughs> All right, so for the LAFC game, to be completely honest with you, um, yeah, I'm changing my score prediction. I had 4 nothing, but I'm actually going to change it to 5 nothing <laughs> LAFC. This is so bad. <laughs> oh, if you're looking to be cheered up, you would listen to the wrong podcast. If you're looking to be lied to, this is not the podcast to yeah. listen to. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where you should go, but there's plenty of other options. <laughs> there is, indeed. Um, I can't wait to hear on Massive Report what a great game people had and how he continues to have great passes. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, let's keep lying to people. Um, LAFC, game's going to be a disaster for the crew, in my opinion. Um, LAFC is the best team in the league right now. They're constantly scoring goals, constantly not allowing any goals. Um, Good thing Crew are scoring a lot of goals and not allowing a lot of goals. The first goal that we've scored in three games was an own goal. So we're doing fantastic. Anyway, LAFC, I think they're going to destroy us. Um, Our stadium is not a fortress anymore because we can't defend it. Uh, I think it's going to be a 4-0 loss. LAFC has a plus 18 goal differential. Yeah, they have double the amount of goals that we have as their goal differential. Columbus has a negative five goal differential. Yikes. And they have eight goals against. They've scored 26 goals this season. I'm pretty sure Carlos Vela has more goals himself than the entire crew. Did we even score 26 goals all season last season? Like the entire season? Yeah, last season was a really low-scoring season, but I think we had around 35, if oh, I remember right. Oh, man. Anyway, it was... Oh, now that I've royally depressed uh, myself. Goals. Um, what am I thinking of? We had 35. Did we have 35 goals? That's all we had? I feel like that's high, <laughs> which is know. sad. Anyway, we haven't been scoring very many goals here no, recently. we have not. Well, let's do the score prediction update. Um, the DC game, I predicted a 2-1 DC win, which was very, very close to happening. Um, in fact, one could almost say that we should have been up one nothing at some point. <laughs> Dakota predicted a 2 nothing loss, which, by the way, we did score two goals, so wrong. Um, but the result was a 3-1 loss. So both I and Koda get a point. Coda is winning this with nine points. Hey, you have the same number of points as crew has goals for the season. That's wow. very good. I'm so elite. <laughs> and then I have three points. Yay. 
This is such a sad episode. I know. Cam is two <laughs> points. <laughs> but we've only had one correct score prediction this entire season. So, anywho, um, there are a few things that I wanted to talk about um, soccer-wise, which is great because as we have nothing to talk about, this will um, at least make this podcast not super long. And then the next one when we talk about two games, hopefully not two losses, um, we will at least have been able to talk about some interesting things. Extra time. All right, so we don't want to go through the standings because those are depressing, but we are fifth in the East. Um, Currently. I don't know. Wait a minute. Fifth or... It might be sixth. Shoot. I don't know. Because I forgot they added an extra team that makes the playoffs. So we're second to last from the line. So I guess we'd be sixth then. Um, so, But hey, we're still in the playoffs. This is MLS, guys, where 60% of the teams make the playoffs. Awesome. Um, if they play like this, like this, I'd rather not buy tickets to the playoffs. So let's get it together. Um, some of the games had fun results. On Wednesday, Philly beat FC Cincinnati two to nothing. That was a nice result. I loved that one. That was good. And then today, I don't know what's going on in Philly, but they beat the Revs six to one. And I looked at the timeline: no red cards, no penalties. So like six to one. That's part because Philly is doing good this year, and part because the Revs are absolute garbage. But Philly didn't start off doing well, so I'm not really sure what they're doing, you know, whatever. And then we have Colorado 2, Vancouver 3, and the West, who cares? Um, Red Bull beat LA Galaxy 3-2, and Red Bull have been trash. So perhaps yeah. we can get results from LA Galaxy on Wednesday. Maybe or, the Fighting Zlatans won't, won't attend to the game. Or Red Bulls woke up a sleeping giant and yeah. <laughs> Galaxy is going to destroy Could us. be true. Yeah, so what are the odds you think uh, Zlatan travels? I think you will. I haven't looked at LA Galaxy schedule, so I don't know who they have on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know which day they play, but I'm assuming that he's going to come. All right, Houston beat Dallas 2-1. Orlando lost to Toronto 2-0. NYCFC beat Montreal 2-0. Nothing. nothing interesting there. Columbus lost to DC 3-1. And then Minnesota tied Seattle 1-1. Um, this is another piece of news is that whatever reason Minnesota traded their captain Calvo to the fire, which I don't understand because he's like an integral part of their team. Um, so perhaps, and he was defensive player and he was the captain. So I'm not really sure what that's all about, but since I'll be going to the Minnesota game in two weeks, like I am so excited to see that stadium and have a juicy Lucy and hang out and see some friends. But I am, as the time gets closer, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be such a garbage game. So maybe I'll, buy a loons jersey and like stand in the wonder wall and be like Gosh. no i would never do that that'd be terrible imagine buying another mls jersey i know that's not the crew like a sporting kansas city jersey or a wizard jersey that would be insane to do something like that yeah definitely a plastic fan if you ever do that yeah or if you have two teams in the same league yeah that's a no-no or in the same conference or in the same state um y- yikes <laughs> So tonight, uh, oh, what was the RSL Portland result? I forgot to look. They're actually currently playing right now. Portland is up 2-1 as we speak. Uh, there's about 10 minutes left, so maybe we'll have a final score by the time we're done with this. Portland is up. Yeah, Portland is up 2-1. <laughs> You're welcome, Portland, for giving you a boost <laughs> that you much, much needed. See, the crew, we're, we're givers. Um, we give goals and we give boosts. Um, San Jose is currently beating the FCC's one nothing, which is awesome. And then tomorrow the LAFC plays the Fire. There's probably gonna be some weird fluke where the Fire beat them like one nothing or something, and then they're gonna be on a on, you know beat the next team's eleven nothing. Um, and then SKC plays Atlanta tomorrow night at nine. The uh, uh, LA LAFC Chicago game that's going on right now. They're like 15 minutes in. It's zero zero right now. 
zero zero in fifteen minutes. Oh, like I said, fire are gonna get a result. Uh, wait for me to pay attention and write correct notes. <laughs> this is the worst episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst, but it's also the best. So, uh, yeah. a couple quick fun things to talk about or not. Um, there was a story that came out a couple weeks ago about the U.S. men's players putting out a statement about not wanting to play on sod laid on fake turf at Nippert Stadium. So, one thing we were hoping, not hoping, that's the wrong way to say it, is wouldn't it be great if they moved the game like the day of or the day before to a different stadium in Ohio, preferably in Columbus, like because that was like a rugby tackle there. All right. Somebody should get a red card. Ted Uncle was it ref. Anywho, um, so that's that. Um, I did want to just comment on, I know it was U.S. Open Cup game two years ago, but that was like a putt-putt green. So do you, I don't know if they, anywho, I don't know if they changed their their actual pitch. Um, but one thing I did want to point out, it's not that the, from what I've seen on Twitter, people are saying, well, they can play on turf, blah, blah, blah. The woman played on turf. But that's really not the issue. The issue is that they're putting fake grass on top of the turf, which everybody knows is dangerous. So be interesting to keep track of that story and see how what happens there. So the reason I joke about them coming to Columbus is Alexi Lalas did his podcast, um, State of the Union, this week at Allianz Arena, and somebody asked the question, is Allianz Arena the next, you know, home fortress for the UN's men's national team? Hold up just a second. There's a little bit more that goes into that. You don't get to be that just because you're the prettiest, newest stadium. You get to be that because of history. And that's why Columbus Crew Stadium is currently the Wembley for the U.S. Mass National Team. But, I don't know if it's to Russell, Russell fans or not, but John Strong on that podcast said the time is ripe for a new stadium to be that home team, which is to me is just insane. Like, why would you, even though we lost the last Dos Acero game, we better get... Some, even if it's minor World Cup qualifiers against Guatemala again or like against Costa Rica or something, we better get at least one or two World Cup qualifiers. That would be insane to not put any game there, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. But U.S. soccer is also going to look at Columbus attendance numbers, which have not been great within the past couple of years. Well, I think they should look at their attendance numbers of their games. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, when they look around the league, who's going to games and who's not – they're going to look at Columbus and they're going to say, oh, okay, well, we're, we're not going to play a game there anytime soon. That is so weird that they would write off like 16 years of history of playing there and just say, oh, well, we're not going to play any more games there. That just U.S. soccer is more about the money than they are any kind of soccer acknowledgement. Yeah, that's true. And they're also in bed with the um, AO, who, by the way, blocked me on Twitter, which I still to this day don't know why, but I'm okay. American Outlaws? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, uh, because they're flying around in the private jets and their quote-unquote non-profit organization and having like relatives be on the board and stuff. Anyways, I'm getting way off in the weeds. <laughs> Let's move on from that. But uh, that'd be a fun discussion if anybody wants to talk about it on Twitter. Hashtag AskP4C. And then the last thing I wanted to mention because I've teased it the last couple weeks is solidarity payments. Um, so just to briefly explain... This is the FIFA system where academies are paid for training players up to a certain age. So it's between their 12th birthday and 23rd birthday. Um, they get paid. Academies get paid for training players, basically. So this isn't a perfect example, but Southampton should have received money when Bale was transferred to Tottenham because he was in their academy. There's some weird stuff going on at Southampton where they're going in their receivership slash bankruptcy, so I don't think they got the money out of it. 
But the, I, when I took the soccer agency class, there's a chart that depends on age and federation that gets really, really confusing. So if you're in cock and calf, you get a certain amount of money. If you're in UEFA, blah, blah, blah. So anywho, the reasoning behind this is that if academies are investing money in youth, the idea is they should be rewarded for superstars who go to play for bigger teams. Mm-hmm. So currently, MLS does not pay or receive any solidarity payments. And a couple big high-profile examples is Yedlin uh, from Crossfire Premier wanted money. Um, and then so what they say is that if we allow these payments to happen, we can no longer compete with the world market because U.S. players won't want to pay here, which I think is insane. So the thing is there's a FIFA mandate. It's Regulation 21 um, in their status and transfer of players. It's like actually regulation that all teams that are part of FIFA in the world have these solidarity payments. So Isn't I, it also per FIFA that you should have per rail? That is true, but we got that exception. We got that exception because um, I think when we hosted the World Cup, I think we that was the only way we were able to have it. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Either way, U.S. soccer is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, so U.S. soccer, but now all of a sudden they've announced that they're going to uh, that they're going to seek solidarity payments um, for the, the academies in the United States. And it's funny because the MLS Players Association came out and said, well, this is going to hurt our ability to compete with the world market. So it's kind of fascinating that <laughs> it's going to hurt us to follow the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so basically it's kind of confusing, but basically MLS and US soccer again have no clue what they're doing. If 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 they make this decision and then the players union is against it, like I don't know, the whole thing doesn't make sense. So I I try to just break it down in a nutshell to explain it. I'm still on the fence of whether I really care either way, but it's just kind of interesting to talk about because we're just such a backwards uh federation that just everything is like just backwards for the only league in the in the world that does VR VAR so terribly and yet they used our refs to train people to do the world cup and the world cup was perfect well there might have been one one questionable thing but for the most part it was fine it was good so anywho so that was kind of just a little bit of extra ramblings for you um but that's all i got I'm hoping that next time we come talk to you guys that we have at least one point. I have my doubts, but it would be very, very nice to talk about. Maybe even a win, a home win. We're playing against the number one and number two team of the whole entire league. So, Caleb Porter, if you're listening, just to switch it up, because what's the worst that could happen? How about you start J.J. Williams and Luis Argudo? Uh, 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 How about you start him? Or Or, we can get better players. Yeah, I don't think we'll have that by Wednesday, though. I don't know. I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, so at least try to switch something up because in the game tonight, this is something I forgot to mention. I did notice Luis Argudo was playing more of a um, of a like attacking midfielder role, and he was playing a lot of balls to JJ. So it's almost like they were trying to connect with each other with each other like they have in, in their games. And I like to see it, and I wish they had more time than 15, 15 minutes to do that. If someone can connect, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be awesome. Not going to lie. All right. So that concludes conversation 25. I hope it wasn't too depressing for you. I hope it was somewhat educational and still soccer related. As always, use the hashtag Ask4P. I can't even talk anymore. Ask4C. Hashtag Ask4C. And we'll answer those questions that you have. And um, just hope you have a fantastic week. And hope it's not ruined by Wednesday night and Saturday night results. But maybe we'll have something to celebrate next week. So until next time, I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Todd33. 
for Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. You all have a great week. Bottoms up, Columbus. Hang in there.